What is up, guys? We have come to the culmination, the 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 best part of the year, the uh, coup de gras of this podcast. I'm not sure what that means. Uh, I know it's French for uh, the biggest fucking part of the podcast. It's NFL playoff time. This is where I think all gamblers, at least all football gamblers, love to be. This is the time we all love. Um, I look forward to this every year. Uh, we have Christmas, and then we have a nice little two-week hiatus, and we have Christmas too, which is NFL Wild Card Weekend. We're gonna talk a lot about that. We're gonna talk about a little NFL Week Seventeen action. Give you guys some Super Bowl picks, some NFL Super Wild Card Weekend picks, uh, and a little uh, intro into each matchup. So we've got a lot in store for you guys today. We are super excited about it. Let's get started. Yeah, we're going to break down every matchup um, along with a couple other things. And Chef, I think this is kind of where gamblers kind of, you know, meet their maker, kind of show, you know, where you, why you are the gambler that you are and why you and me deserve to be tailed because I got some heaters coming down the Ooh. pipeline. Ooh. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. But yeah, let's get into it. Had a little, little taste for you guys, a um, little appetizer, little NFL Week 17 action, what we saw, uh, how some of our, our futures did, how our weekend went, um, some things we saw. NFL Week 17 is always really an interesting time because, you know, there's always teams who are sitting guys or they they watch the scoreboard and realize they don't need to win the game anymore, so they kind of sit, uh, rest their starters. Um, look at the Chiefs. They didn't play a lot of those. They didn't play a lot of guys. They lost the Chargers, but who the fuck cares? Um so it's one of those weird weekends. Um, in addition to that, there were no Saturday games, which I didn't like as we're in that time of the year where there's no college football on as much early. So I'd like to see some Saturday games maybe, but yeah, it's a weird time. Um, I did well, all my futures uh, hit every single one of them um, as I had planned. So that was good. Our cards just barely scraped by the, by the skin of their teeth, closing with an eight and eight record um, when we had the over seven and a half. So shouts out, I don't know. Cliff Kingsbury or whatever. Um, thank God for that. Cause it looked like it, it looked like we were going to have that in the bag, but yeah, weird week. We had a, I think let's start it off first off with the, one of the biggest storylines. Uh, Doug Peterson decided to sit Jalen hurts in that ball game and, and giants players being pissed and the Eagles players being pissed, but the Washington football team is in the playoffs as the NFC beast division winner after having the number two pick in the draft last year. I think that's something that, Nobody could have predicted. I don't think anybody predicted them to win that division. And here they are on top of the on top of the league, or on top of their division, actually. Yeah, and hosting a, a playoff game. They were 22 hosting to 1. 22 to 1 at the beginning of the year to win their division. Um, and obviously, you know, with like Dak going down and um all the other shit show that kind of surrounded this year, like the NFC Beast really maybe some people could say it was the most competitive division, but kind of going back to Doug Peterson pulling Hertz, you know after they miss that uh, fourth and goal touchdown opportunity and when they're down 17-14, um, and everybody's kind of all up in arms about that. I honestly did not have a problem with him pulling Hurts. I mean, look, like, there are plenty of other games throughout, like, the slate that have playoff implications where if one team wins, another – team gets in um you look at like the browns where the browns almost lost the steelers and if the browns had lost that would have completely shooken up and the dolphins would have been able to get into the playoffs but like the steelers sat all their players like i don't see how that's any different than doug peterson like getting a look at his third string quarterback and say sitting hurts like and and not only yeah, that but, but they moved but they moved from they but taking a look the at ninth. Nate Sudfield doesn't give you, you – you know he's not your quarterback. You know Jalen Hurts is the guy. You don't need to look at Nate Sudfield at all. I think he's playing for draft picks, and maybe he hates the Giants because – Yeah, I mean, but you but you move from the ninth pick down to the sixth pick, and that's a huge deal. Like, that's a huge deal. So, like, no, I, 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 at I the end of the day, it's a business. So, like, the whole, like, bitching and moaning and, like, Dan Orlovsky pulling up the notes app to, like, talk about 
the disgrace that the Eagles committed on national television. Like if that game is played at one o'clock, nobody, nobody gives a fuck. Like, yeah. But the fact that it's national TV, all that stuff, like it just like, <clears throat> you know, amplified yeah. what was going on, but I don't have a problem with it at all. And that, and that brings it back. I mean, I, I love NFL and college almost equally. I probably couldn't, couldn't tell you which one I like more, but that's the, one of the biggest um, kind of, reasons people don't like NFL football is because there's a motivation to lose football games. Whereas in college, you don't have that same motivation to do that. So I think it's, it's, it's it, for football fans, for the integrity of the game purposes, people are upset and I get it. And it's for Doug Pete. Oh, look, everyone gets, yeah, you want to lose that game. Three draft picks is big from nine to six. It's big. If it's from 25th to 22nd, no, it's not a fucking big move. Who cares? But nine yeah. to six, it's a big move. I understand why, why you know, they did it. But for the players on that team, um, it's got to suck to see your coach kind of throwing away a game, especially when it's an interdivision game, to throw away a game like that. Um, but, you know, it make, does. I'm not going to doubt you on that. It does make sense. Um, yeah. And at the end of the day, it's, it's a business. So yeah. what are you going to do? But um, – Let's let's get into uh, this super wild card weekend. Super wild card weekend. Make and sure you see the super. Yes. Very important. very important. I am super excited that we're having six games. Three on Saturday, three on Sunday. I like the fact that the NFL expanded to have seven teams uh, with one the one seed having a bye. I've always thought that like the two seed through. You know, I, I always thought that like them having a buy was kind of uh, unfair because the difference between like the two and three and four traditionally haven't been like that great. Um, and it makes the one seed even more of like a big deal throughout the year. Um, yeah. So I, I like that we have that. Um, and I got no, a couple. If you, if, you had, if you hadn't had that extra, that extra spot in the playoffs, you would have had, I mean, on, on the NFC side, a Bears team would have missed the playoffs. Okay, big whoop. They don't belong there in the first place. But you would have had a good-looking, from what I'd seen all, all year, they had a few bad games, but a decently-looking Colts team, who I think deserves to be in the playoffs, um, would have missed that their shot there. I think that's – they deserve to be in the playoffs from what I've seen this year, and I think, you know, from that point it makes sense. I think if you look on the NFC with Washington and, and Chicago in there, okay. But you know what? I think sometimes it does make sense, and it's always more fun to watch football, so. Exactly, exactly. But let me give – you a couple stats before we get into uh, breaking down each matchup. The first one is since 2002, uh, first time playoff starters. So Baker and potentially uh, Wolford for uh, the Rams are 13 and 32 against the spread. So keep that in mind. The second stat is Tampa, um, Tampa, Tampa Bay is the third road favorite uh, by seven or more points in the playoffs since 2003. Um, the previous two teams lost outright. And then the third stat that I have is since 1980, home dogs. So this week it'll be the Titans plus three and a half and the Washington football team plus eight and a half or plus eight are uh, 26, 14 and one against the spread. That's a 65% hit rate so just keep that in mind Chef. i want you to store those on the back burner um i will give you a stat now mr stat guy i can Play give stats me. too i did a little math in my in my free time um and i found you a nice little stat in tom brady's career of 20 years that he's played he's made nine super bowls nine fact it is a 45 percent success rate at tom brady just getting into a Super Bowl. In those Super Bowls, he is six and three, which would be a 30% success rate of winning a Super Bowl in Tom Brady's career. 30%, almost one third of the seasons he's won a Super Bowl. Right now, the Bucks are at plus a thousand to win a Super Bowl. So what that should be telling you is Tom Brady should be three to one odds. He should be around plus 300. Instead, he's at plus 1,000. That is what we call value. The extra 700 is what we call value, ladies and gentlemen, right there. Um, I will probably throw a little money on the Bucks in the Super Bowl because it's Tom fucking Brady. Um, you can't argue. What, what do they say? The numbers do not lie. They never lie. They never lie. lie with the lie. Um, they so never I, lie. I, I look at that. I take a little peek at that. It's the Bucks. You know, it's 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 weird. Just be like, hey, I'm gonna bet the Bucks in the Super Bowl. I haven't seen that since what, like 2002 or whatever that year it was. They beat up on the on the uh the Raiders 
but yeah, I would look at that. It's something interesting to see. Um, I think we should now, I guess, get into, uh, let's break down some matchups. What do you say? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. What do you want to do first? Let's do, uh, let's see. Let's start. Let's start. Let's go. Let's go. Let's, let's go in order of how they win the games we played. So okay. we'll start with, uh, the bills and Colts Saturday, 10 AM for you on the West, for you folks on the West coast and for all my East coast fellas, 1 PM. Um, all you, all you, uh, East Coast guys, I'm sorry, but the West Coast football schedule is much better. Uh, at 10 a.m., wake up, turn off a ball. It's prime. Um, yeah, <clears throat> we got Colts Bills. Um, Colts, or the, I mean, excuse me, the Bills, I think, are a team that I am looking to put some money on to win it all. Um, I think they have decent value anyway uh, to win that, to win the Super Bowl. Um, and I think they're a team who has, there's something to be said about momentum, I think, in the, especially in the playoffs. And they're a team who's coming in writing incredibly high, playing the best football of the year over the last few weeks. They just came up, came off a game of beating up on uh, uh, who did they play last week? The Dolphins. The Dolphins absolutely beat up on the Dolphins. One of the best defenses in the league. Granted, they have some turnover luck. That is what it is. But um, I just think their team is playing super well, and they're going to keep it rolling. They're going to allow. I think it was like five thousand fans uh, into the stadium for that game against the Colts on Saturday. Um, I love the Bills and Josh Allen here. I think Josh Allen is really hitting his peak, um, you know, right now. So I love the Bills in that. Uh, what are, what's the spread? Spreads at six and a half. Honestly, a touchdown. I might ride the Bills even by touchdown. Yeah. Um, I know we've talked about this, like, progressively as the season's gone on. But, like, we know how potent the Bills' offense is. But their defense has really started to show up in the last quarter of the season. And, um, you know, despite like the, the strong run game that the Colts have and, um, you know, Philip Rivers making a stronger connection with T.Y. Hilton, um, mine, you know, less than a touchdown for a Bills team that is firing on all cylinders and has something to prove with, you know, that collapse that they had in the, wild card game last year against the Texans when they were up like 14 going into half and ended up losing outright. Um, I like them at six and a half and I love, 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 love the over at 51. I think this is going to be a shootout. The weather in Buffalo is a crisp 35 degrees. Oh, that's part, football weather. Partly sunny fans in the stadium up in Orchard Park. Tell me you don't love that, Chef. Tell me you don't see the boys throwing the ball all over the yard. Oh, I agree. I've learned. I've learned not to use the weather to uh, tell me when to bet overs and unders. I tried that at Lambo, and it was dumping snow, taking the under, and the over hit. I think it was by a touchdown, by ten points. Um, look, I mean, when when it's colder outside, less moisture in the air, less friction on the football. Josh Allen threw the ball far already in cold, crisp air. That's at least 10, 15 extra yards in that football. He probably he throw it like what 85, 90 yards right now. He'll throw it 150 yards. He'll throw it over the stadium. And guess what? Stephon Diggs will still jump in, jump up and catch it. Um, yeah, I don't think the cold impacts that offense at all. It's playoff football in Buffalo for the first time in God knows how long. Um, these guys are gonna be jacked the fuck up and ready to go. I think I see nothing wrong with that. I think Stephon Diggs, ah, not as big, I'm not the biggest fan of that guy personally, but he runs a route really nice and catches the football real good. So Stephon Diggs, do your thing. Dawson Knox, uh, whatever they're doing with Devin Singletary and Zach Moss, keep doing it because it works. And Josh Allen, he was a fucking tank. He's the he's the, the I think he's the quarterback of the 21st century where he's got the arm, he's got the mobility, but he's got the big body to take hits. I think he's the prototype quarterback um, for the NFL right now, and I think he's going to do some big things in this playoff game. And I agree. I think I like that over. I like the Bills definitely to win. Um, we'll see if the Colts defense can hang up if Miles Leonard with his long ass arms can swat some balls out of there. But yeah, I love that as well. Yeah, Bills I mean, awesome. I just haven't seen anything that makes me doubt the Bills being able to score at will. And if they get a couple stops, like I don't see that Colts defense, which I personally don't think is that good. They give up a bunch of points to the Raiders and. Um, I think the the Bills have done a really good job at like, you know, just m improving the ability of uh, Josh Allen to be accurate. Like they're the route 
tree that they have and um, the combination routes make it so that the guys are just wide open. Like if Stefan Diggs is covered, they're going to check it down to Cole Beasley. And he's going to run all over the yard. Like, and if you try and stop Cole Beasley, they're going to take Stefan Diggs over the top. So I, I, I love the bills here. It may be a little chalk, but based on what I've seen and how they're trending right now, um, I love it. I'm, I'm going to rip the bills and the over. Yep. I agree with that. And I think, look, <clears throat> if it comes into a shootout, you just got to look at, okay, who do we have? We have Josh Allen or Phil Rivers. Your money should be on Josh Allen. So yeah. Yep, and, I like also, that too. and also betting against Philip Rivers in the playoffs has traditionally been a favorable spot. To be very in. smart investment. I'd love to see the graphic on a, if you had bet against Philip Rivers with one unit every single time he was in the playoffs, where would you be at now? I'm sure he'd be a pretty rich man. To be close to All that, right. maybe <clears throat> Army under, tell you that much. Yeah, probably close. All right, next game. This is a very interesting game and something that we're not going to really know the full um, – all the information that's out there um, until Saturday. We got Rams, Seahawks, NFC West matchup. This is a game where, look, uh, Jared Goff – is as, as of right now questionable. Um, like has a broken or sprained thumb on his throwing hand, which, as we all know, is never good to have. Um, and it's a shame the game's on Saturday, not Sunday, because giving him one more day to heal would be better. But as of right now, we have Rams are about a three and a half point dog, and the over is at 42. Um, that looks like a spicy over, but again, you have to remember that the Rams D is solid, one of the best, if not the best, in the NFL. And a Jared Goffless Rams, regardless of how good their run game is, when there's no threat of the downfield pass or pass at all, it's it's tough to to see points getting scored there or seeing the Rams come out with a win with who uh who's the guy who's their quarterback at? John Wolford. Yes, Wolford. Like it's tough for me to to me to, to bet on the Rams there. And and look, you have Russell Wilson who has so much playoff experience. It's hard to see the Rams pulling this game out. Yeah, for me, um I I'm probably going to stay away, uh, probably just watch it just to, you know, just enjoy football and collect my winnings from the earlier game. Um, <laughs> Count your but, money. I mean, the thing is, like, if I, I don't really think Goff, you know, with a broken thumb versus John Wolford is going to make like that big of a difference. And I, and I, and I think, look, Russ at home in playoffs, you know, only a three, three and a half point favorite, like history will tell you that, you know, you should ride with Russ. And I think like, if you go and are trying, trying to get too cute with it and take the Rams, you know, I think you could be winding up sitting there, you know, afternoon on Saturday being like, why the hell did I bet against Russ in the playoffs? Especially um, first round. I, it's yeah. It's, and I, I might even, I might even right now, money lines one seventy five. You could buy that down to a two and a half spread to make it a field goal game. Probably get yourself like a, I don't know, minus one forty or so, one thirty. I don't know what it would be, something like that. Um, what I would consider doing. Yeah, I, I look if you think about it, <clears throat> forty-two that's six touchdowns. I see the Rams maybe getting two touchdowns if that, and then the Hawks getting putting up four touchdowns on this Rams defense will not be an easy task. And they're not going to be having to sell to, They're not going to be being super aggressive on offense because they know that the Rams have no quarterback on the side of the ball. You know, they're not going to be trying to push the ball a whole lot. I see it's a super low scoring game. I think that 42, I think people see that and it looks like, oh, 42 points in the playoff game. These are good teams. It's going to hit. Uh, I think it's kind of a trap. I think it's a trap over to look at. And I, I definitely would agree with you here. Stay away. Um, until I, until I, if I, if you could show me a video right now of Jared Goff throwing the ball today and I thought he looked good throwing the ball, I might rip it with you. But until I see that, I'm staying away or I'm taking Hawks. Yeah. Say that. Yeah. So I think that's kind of a stay away until we get more of a clear picture on what's going on. But, um, yeah. You know, the, I, I do agree with the under there. I think if any, if I play anything in this game, it's going to be the under or Seahawks or Seahawks. I might take the Seahawks on this, actually. Now that I, I think I might just talk myself into taking the Seahawks on this game. <laughs> what I've learned is never take Seahawks spread, though, because they will always find a way to make it a very close game. All right. Yeah. <clears throat> Let's move on to our next game of the weekend, the final Saturday night game. What you'll be watching at 8.15 on the East Coast or 5.15 on the West Coast, probably after you've got halfway through your 12th pack, you're feeling a little uh, – you feel a little drunk, look at the TV, 
you see the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Tom Brees as a quarterback and the Washington football team in the playoffs, and you get a little confused. You think you're dreaming. Think maybe am I seeing things? No, no, you're seeing it right. You're seeing the Tom Brady-led Tampa Bay Bucks marching up into ice-cold Washington to play Alex Smith, Chase Young, and the Washington football team, LLC, club, squad, boys up there. Um, I mean, Washington at like an eight-and-a-half or so point dog. I don't think anyone's taking them. I don't think anyone with a half a brain would take them to even cover, um, maybe cover. I don't know. But, I mean, this is just one of those games where they – Washington has looked – Washington is averaging – it was like 16 or 18 points a game on offense. They cannot score points, period. Davis is nothing special. If you want to keep up with Tom Brady, you need to score at least three to four touchdowns and get maybe get some field goals in there. Um, this is a – the biggest spread of the playoffs and it, you know, rightfully so, or not the biggest spread, the Saints are actually the biggest spread. Wow. I wouldn't predict that, but anyway, yeah, I don't, I'm not going to touch this game because I, it's playoff football. Anything can happen. I don't want to take a spread in playoffs, but yeah. yeah, this is this, this game for me is a big teaser game um, with including the bucks, buying them down to like two on the teaser with, you know, either the bills or a game on, on Sunday that you like. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, to be honest with you, like I'm a little scared for Alex Smith. I, I think, you know, JPP and Adamican Sue are going to show no mercy to him and their offensive line got beat up last week. They lost their uh, left guard. Yeah. Their left guard. And um, I mean, you know, Washington football team, we talked about them being a good story, but I, I don't see this going well for them, especially with the pedigree of, you know, Tom Brady in the playoffs. Um I, I don't I don't see them keeping it yeah, close. I, I think I this is going to be a really really ugly game, um, and I might shut it off by by halftime. But yeah. um, I, I don't know how. I mean, if you're a Washington football fan, I'm sure even Washington fans aren't aren't taking the, their team money line. I think they know. Um, if there was a prop for Kyle Allen coming in this game, not because Alex Smith gets hurt, um, I might just because you know it's going to get to an ugly game and they're going to. Rivera's going to try something else on offense. I think that might happen in this game. But, yeah, I mean, over was at 44 and a half. Um, there's a world where the Bucks score that themselves. Um, but the Bucks have been just explosive in offense some games and stagnant other games. You really don't know where, when it's going to be. Um, with Washington, I think it's also one of those games where that over seems so low. But then you look across the ball and you think, okay, well, shit, the Bucks are going to have to cover at least 90% of this This spread this over by themselves because the Washington's not going to score any points. Um, I don't know. I If I had to take an over, I'd probably take an over here. I suppose an under. I think the Bucs are going to put up a lot of points. But, again, it could be a game where it's, you know, 24-0 by halftime and the Bucs kind of take the foot off the gas and coast and no points get scored at the end. So I'd stay away from that over. Um, and, I mean, if you have a parlay and you want to cap it off with Bucks money line, take that that's you know you can add some value to your to your parlay but yeah i don't see a world where the where washington pulls this off yeah but uh let's let's move into sunday with probably my favorite game of the weekend kicking yeah. it off um ravens titans titans yes. are home as a three and a half point dog keep that stat in mind because tommy loves the titans in this game both spread and money line hmm. i mean look Titans in the previous two matchups have dominated the Ravens. They killed them in the early part of the season, and then they put them to bed last year in the playoffs that everybody was surprised about. But look, nobody wants to tackle Derrick Henry come January. And the Titans... Come November. Come November, December, and now we're into January. So now we're three months of Tractor Cito running wild stiff arming Josh Norman into middle earth and going for over 2000 yards in a season. Um, the, 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 the Titans, if the Titans throw the ball downfield, like they did against the Texans last week, I think it's going to be really tough for the Ravens to hang in this game, especially if the Ravens go down early. I mean, both these teams like to play ahead and I'm betting that the Titans are going to get ahead early at <clears> home. <throat> you know, um, I, I, I like where the Titans are, especially as more than a field goal underdog. Um, I, I I love this matchup, and I and I like the Titans. 
Yeah, no, I mean, look, I, I think the Titans are a great team too. I'm also, I would think this game would be like a, a, a pick them game. I think they're two very similar teams. And I think the Ravens are a little high at three and a half here. <clears throat> um, and I think if you look at the Ravens, they got, I mean, they have two really good receivers. AJ Brown, obviously everyone knows where AJ Brown is. He's a big body guy. He's fast. He's constructs the field. They have Corey Davis, who's more of like a slot guy. He put up some sneaky, sneaky numbers this year. He was out for, I think, like three or four games, but he was averaging almost 100 yards a game, um, was a big downfield threat as well, but also was getting a lot of slot touches. Like So they have some good weapons and offense outside of Derrick Henry, but no one notices it because it's Derrick Henry. Obviously, John o. Smith is there too, and Ryan Tandell has been dealing. Um, I just think the Ravens have been playing very well these last few weeks. I think they're coming into their own. I think Lamar Jackson is is – has been downgraded a lot this year because he hasn't had the MVP numbers, but that's, that's how it's going to be when you're coming out of MVP season, people are going to key on you and make sure you're not the one who beats them. Um, I do like the Ravens to win this game uh, and potentially cover. I don't know if they're going to cover, but I think they're going to win this game. Um, Cause you know, I just love Lamar Jackson. Honestly, that's why, but uh, yeah, tough. It's going to be a tough game. It's going to be, I think the best game, like you said, of the whole weekend. Um, and it's going to be in the 45 degree natural weather. Um, I just think both these teams are honestly pretty similar and they're very big run first teams and throw a second off the play action. Um, and I think just when it comes down to, comes down to it, I think Lamar Jackson is better than Daniel and I think he'll play that way. So I like that. Yeah, um, I mean, like, like you said about like this game, like you thought it should be a pick em, and I agree. I just think that people are kind of overvaluing the Ravens because in the past three weeks, they've put up 38 points against the Bengals, 27 points against the Giants, and 40 points against the Jaguars, all, you know, covering handily. But those are three horrible teams. And so people look at, like, the Ravens, oh, they're putting up points. Like, their offense is, like, humming. And granted, the, the Titans' defense isn't isn't good at all. But I, I think they're going to control the ball with Derrick Henry and – um, you know, you get a couple stops and you keep it a close game. And that's why I like the, the plus three and a half. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. I mean, I, I, I think it should be a pick. I think there's, it should not be three and a half point spread, but I don't know. That would be a very, a very fun game to watch. I, I agree with you there. All right. Let's go to the second game on Sunday. Um, <clears throat> Bears and Saints. This is the uh, biggest favorite of the weekend. Saints are at a cheeky around minus 10. My book has them at minus 10 as well. Yeah, minus 10. Uh, the Bears snuck in to the playoffs here. They got kind of dicked down by the Packers um, in the big, their biggest game of the year, and they got bailed out by the Rams beating the Cardinals. So they kind of got the, the sneak in here. But, you know, I don't know. The Saints, I'm really, really not high in the Saints at all. Um they're listed as the fourth favorite to win the Super Bowl this year per some gambling sites. I don't agree with that. I think they're kind of overrated. I think Drew Brees is a little over the hill and has and has looked a little spacey. Um, not spacey. It's a bad word for it. it looked a little little off. Um, I think they might have a chance to come out of the NFC, but whoever comes out of the AFC is going to smack them. Regardless, obviously, I think they win this game. Overs at forty-seven. Uh, I might take an under here. Um, I don't think there's four seven points scored. That's essentially uh, seven touchdowns, pretty much, is 49. I think there's not that many touchdowns scored. I think it's a, lot, a big field goal game. Um, and I think the Saints' defense is good enough to hold the Bears to, you know, two touchdowns or less, and the Saints probably score. I think it's 24-10 Saints in this game, I would say. Yeah, I mean, the Bears have no business being in here. They backdoored their way in, and – I've always found value in betting against Trubisky. And I think it just amplifies itself in the playoffs. Um, I, I think I'll add the saints in like a parlay just to like add that one extra leg. But um, yeah, I mean, Kamara's supposed to be back, you know, cause their whole running back room was COVID positive, but this game is another stay away game. For me, I, I mean, I, I don't think the Bears are going to hang, but I, I don't trust Drew Brees, like you said. And I don't trust the Saints in the playoffs. You look at their past three seasons where they've been in the playoffs and they've found a way to lose to, like, the Vikings twice. Well, and... okay, the Minneapolis Miracle, they eh, – well, I guess they fucked that up. That was on them, I guess. But it was on one guy. The fuck was it Eli Apple, their safety, like, 
dope. Yeah, it was it was Marcus Lattimore, but I mean, Lattimore, Lattimore even yeah, even yeah. then they lost to Kirk Cousins in the playoffs last year as like a ten point favorite. So like, and then they lost to the Rams on that controversial call. But I mean, they they still find a way to put themselves in a position to lose. And I think ten is a lot, but I don't trust Trubisky. This is this is a stay away game for me. Um, maybe maybe just add the Saints in in a parlay, but minus five twenty on the money line is kind of brutal. Yeah, that's a that's a fatty line um, to to put a money line bet on. Um, maybe I don't know if there's some player props I'd look at, but I, I can't see those yet. I get those on like Sunday, Saturday morning. When I see those, so I don't know. But yeah, uh, I like the Saints to win that game. I think everyone likes Saints to win that game. I think it's not a question there. Um, and look, Bears fans know that their team doesn't deserve to be in this playoffs. It's Bears and Washington kind of know. Look, we're the we're the ugly ducklings. We're the the girl at the, at the the dance that no one wants to dance with, or the guy that no one wants to dance with, because there's plenty of ugly guys too. So, um, but yeah, step I child. think it's the redhead stepchild, exactly. Those ugly motherfuckers. Um, I hate redheads. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. I'm not gonna bet on that. I actually, you know what? Now I'm thinking about it. I do like that under. I might take that under. Whatever. Anyway, We're just talking okay. our way into bets throughout this. I just, yeah, I just do that a lot. I might have talked, I might have talked myself out of my Super Bowl pick in this process now that I'm doing this. But anyway, last game of the weekend, the rubber match of last week. They're playing again. This time, both squads will be fully stocked, fully torqued, ready for business. The Cleveland Browns in the playoffs for the first time in like 20 years almost, playing the Pittsburgh Steelers. The perennial powerhouse, that division, the perennial playoff team, the experience of Big Ben Roethlisberger and and Co. Um, we got Steelers minus six. We got uh, Browns coach Kevin Stefanski out with COVID. They got some guy named Matt Prefer, I think was his name, stepping in at coach there. Uh, having said all of that, I will be taking Browns plus six as well as probably Browns money line, just because. I want to, and I think this is a Nickelodeon game. It is. It is. It's the Nickelodeon game. I have no idea what that means. Wait, no, no, it's not. It can't be. It's on, it's at night. What's, it was, it says Telly, T-E-L-E. Oh, it might be. I don't know what that means. Maybe it's on television. I hope it's on television. I want to watch it. Um. Anyway, Baker's first playoff game. Steelers looking to kind of, you know, they were the top dog. They were undefeated. And then Juju danced one too many times. They lost to the Bengals and they lost to uh I they lost to. Washington. It doesn't matter. Um they got they gotta get their get their swagger back, get their, their respect back. But I still think the Browns uh find a way to actually win this ball game. Um so I just I just don't like the Steelers. I haven't liked them all year. Uh, I think Big Ben is just kind of not it anymore. Um he's so immobile. And I think with Miles Garrett coming after him, they'll get some big sacks. Um and Baker can hopefully make something happen with his feet and, and make some money as Baker, Baker, money maker does. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, I don't know. I always have trouble going up. I mean, it's the Browns, right? Like, and you, we've talked yeah, about, I realize, oh, it I brings realize, us I joy to see Browns, like the Browns, like, yeah. but it's the Browns in the playoffs for the first time with a quarterback who has never been there and their coach who has been there, who has COVID. Um, I, I, I think six, you know, the line jumped from three to six after Stefanski was ruled out with COVID, but the Steelers can't run the ball at all. And, and the Browns have good corners in Denzel Ward and I forget who their other guy is, but Denzel Ward's a solid corner and, and they're going to, the only thing that the Steelers can do is throw the ball. But with that being said, the Steelers have dominated the Browns. They're the big brother. I, I, I think Pittsburgh wins big i think they have a statement game here i, I like the steelers uh to cover yeah and i i realize like i just i just said i'm betting on the browns with the steelers and i realized how how weird that sounds to to, my, to me it sounds like i'm i'm like speaking another language especially come playoff time but i just god i just don't like the steelers this year at all and it's one of those games where i'm either going to get a a great browns turnout or a shit browns turnout and with the money I'd be getting on a money line for the Browns, I think it's like 225. I'll take those odds. Um, if I got a great Browns turnout, then I'm making, you know, I'm making good money. If I get a shit one, then whatever, I, I had a good chance to win it. So that's why I was looking at it. Um, and I just, I don't know. I just like the Steelers when it comes down to it. 
Um, so I might, I'm going to take the what Browns. Do you, what, do you, what do you think about this over-under at 47 and a half? Um, I honestly like the over on that. Um, if and That's what I was thinking. It could be – if you get a, one of those Brown teams that comes out here and lays a goddamn egg, it's not going to hit. But I think the Browns have the ability, if they if they can turn on, to score points. Their defense is not going to stop people a whole lot. But that they can get in shootout games and make, can make some throws that can keep them in games. Um, and so I think that could happen. Um, and I honestly would take the over thinking that they have a chance of, of doing that. That's what, again, that's seven touchdowns. That's seven touchdowns from, from one team can score seven, one team can score four, another team can score three, whatever, however you want to play it. It's seven touchdowns that'll be scored. And I think that is relatively likely in this game. I do like the over. Yeah, I like the over as well. Um, but I, I lean more towards, you know, the Steelers covering. But um, you want to get into our picks of the week and a couple locks? Yeah, I would love to get into that. Let me pull mine up. I love this week. Like I said already, it's not my lock, not even at all my lock. But I do love Browns, my line. Um, I will be putting some money on that. My lock of the week is something we mentioned earlier um, as we were going through these games. My lock of the week we uh, have unfortunately lost a sponsorship this week. There was a mix-up in the contract. You know, uh, wires were crossed. There was a uh, – the mail was sent to the wrong address, so I didn't get the sponsorship fully in. We'll have that fixed for you guys next week. Uh, I need to get my, get my money. My lock of the week, Colts, Bills, over 51 and a half. That is going to be a shootout. Philip Rivers is going to be wearing his gloves, so his hand will be nice and warm, nice and ready to, th- to throw the football in those crisp conditions. Josh Allen is going to throw a 125-yard touchdown pass to John Brown. He's going to catch it and then run an extra 25 yards to get Josh Allen that 25-yard touchdown pass. Um, the Bills Mafia is going to have fans in the stands going ballistic. Tables will be crushed. Beers will be drank. Um, I love that over, and I am going to love, love watching that football game. Uh, it's going to be an exciting one. Yeah, um, I agree. I, I really like that over two. I'm definitely going to hammer that. But my lock uh, is the Bills minus six. Woo! For all the reasons that we talked about, Josh Allen's hands are so big that they're going to cover that cold football and make it warm, and it's just going to knife through the air right to Stephon Diggs. 125-yard 100, touchdowns all over the yard. Love it, love it, love it. Lock it up, lock it up, lock it you up. You think anyone's ever asked Josh Allen if he's stupid? Because his hand's bigger than his face? I don't know, maybe. Never did that to you when you were a kid? They say, oh, if your hand's bigger than your face, you're stupid. And you put your hand over your face and they slap you in the hand so it hits you in the face. I'm sure he got that a lot as a kid. I'm yeah, sure he learned. I'm sure he learned not to do it anymore because he's not stupid. He's Josh Allen. We were, I think we're, we, I think it's safe to say we're a pro Josh Allen podcast. This is a big Josh Allen podcast. Big, okay. Good. It's, did you see the video that came out today where they're at practice and he's just doing hip thrusts as their uh, dance moves? It was electric. Oof, I'm sure he's used to doing those. <laughs> you think, you think Josh is killing the Bumble game up in uh, Buffalo, New York? Yeah. Probably. Bumble, Probably. Tinder, Hinge. Whatever, whatever you, you pick your poison. You know? <laughs> Why not? Sure. <laughs> anyway. All right, next lock. Have you got another one? Uh, I don't have another one, but I do have a tasty little parlay that I'd like to give so out. What you're to telling the kids. me is both of our locks are on the Bills game, so we should do. If you're if you're listening at home and you just heard us say Bills Colts over is a lock, Bills minus six is a lock. That tells me you should parlay Bills over with Bills minus six. That's yes. What I hear. That's yes. What yes. Funny that thing. Funny that you say that because uh, my parlay includes Bills money line, Bills minus six, Bills over, Jesus. and Ox money line. Wow! What can okay. go wrong? What can go wrong if I'm like taking that. if I'm taking three picks from the Bill game all on the Bills? Nothing can go wrong why, there. Why wait till till later at, in the day or another game to make your money? Why not make it all in one game? You know. Fuck it. While you're there, you might as well. You might as well take the if you can't if it lets you the Josh Allen over touchdowns total because if it, if the over is going to hit, so is that. But it might not. Let and you and maybe the uh, Josh Allen passing yards over. I'll just take everything Josh Allen and just say over. 
picks, yes. touchdowns, yards, rushing yards, snaps taken, beers crushed, tables broken, dodos on the field, bombs thrown. Josh Allen, longest pass over 150 yards. Take that. You should definitely take that. You lock it up. You lock, you lock, you lock it up. No, you lock it up. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next topic. That's enough Josh Allen talk for one day until Saturday comes around and I can talk more about it. Um, Super Bowl picks. This is not, again, let's make sure we stress this. This is not who do I think will win the Super Bowl. Because obviously I'm going to say I think the Chiefs will win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think we all know that. that they're the, if, you were, if it was even odds, we'd all say, yeah, the fucking Chiefs, no shit. This is who will you take as your bet to the Super Bowl? Like, this is all is about value. This is a value the, segment. Value-driven process. Right? You put in X, you get out Y. What is the return on that investment? We're strictly ROI or IRR if you're if you're into that sort of thing. Podcast. There's no, there's no, there's no, you know, we're not just, oh, I, I picked the right one. No, how much money did you win? If you're taking minus 300 money lines and winning those, congrats, bro. Congrats. What's your congrats, ROI? Congrats, bro. Live a little. Your ROI is like 5% or no, minus 300, you get uh, 30%. I don't, I don't know. Regardless, this is, yeah. This is a math uh, Anyway, I'm getting too much into math. I'm off of work. I leave that stuff in the office. Okay. My Super Bowl picks. I got two of them. I love them. I guess I got three of them now that I'm here. I got three of them. Oh, yeah. See, you have two of mine as well. Also two of mine then and leave you the third one. I do like Ravens. I think they have a tough road to the Super Bowl. I agree with you there. They have Titans, who, again, I think they're going to be the Titans. And they have Chiefs coming up the week after that. That's going to be the toughest matchup they have, clearly. Um, but their money, their their line is plus 1,200. I do kind of like that. That's for you, those of you who are rookies. That's 10 bucks, win 120. Um, I think it's a team who, you know, coming off being the best team in the league last year, I love taking those teams the year after that because I think it makes them hunkier when they kind of have a worse season and they still have a lot of their pieces there. Um, I like that that value there. Um, I think they beat the Titans. And then maybe I will hedge a little bit in the next round on a Chiefs money line to cover my losses there or something and then let it ride the rest of the way. Who knows? I'll see if the line comes out as uh, in week two of the playoffs. But – I do think that's a decent value for what you can get. Um, I think, obviously, if you look at the bottom four teams, if bottom three at least, when you look at the you look at Washington, you look at Chicago, or you look at uh, – who's the third team? The Browns. I think we can all agree none of them have any shot of winning. We're not going to bet on them. I think outside of that, the Ravens are the next best value. Um, after that, I think me and Tommy can both both agree, Bills plus 700. I think this – this is what this is. I think I think taking Bills plus seven hundred is essentially taking a Bills plus seven hundred money line versus the Chiefs, um, because I think if they can make it out of the AFC and beat the Chiefs, they beat any team that comes out of the NFC. Maybe I the Packers maybe give them a run for their money, but I think the Packers defense isn't as good as the Bills. Um, so I do like that Bills pick as well. Um, I I understand there's there's a there's a thought process of this where you're putting all your chips in that AFC basket where only one of these teams will come out of the AFC if, if it were to happen that way. But uh, I think that's two of the best values I like. I don't like many of the NFC teams. I don't think – I think the Packers are the only one I might take, obviously, but their line would be way not wouldn't be high enough for me to look at that anyway. Um, they're at – what Packers are at plus 450. I don't think that's high enough to take, considering all the, all the, the uh, information we don't know at the time with what's happening in the future. So those are mine, Bills and Ravens. Yeah, and I like the Bulls as well. But the one team that I do like out of the NFC for value is the uh, Bucks at plus eleven hundred. You gave the stat: Tom Brady, thirty percent of the time he wins a Super Bowl, forty-five percent of the time he gets to a Super Bowl. I like Tom Brady a to win in the first round against the Washington Football Team, Football Club, Football Squad. But then going up to, you know, Lambo, where it's going to be the frozen tundra. Um, <laughs> I mean, Tom Brady's played his entire career outside of this year in uh, Foxborough and in the cold and in January and February, where it's always butt cold up there. So 
I think if any team to come out of the NFC to beat the Packers is going to be the Bucks because they get, they, they crushed the Packers when they played them earlier in the year. Um, so at plus 1100, I think that's kind of the best uh, value that you're going to get in the NFC because I don't like the Saints. The Seahawks don't have a good enough defense. Um, and Tom Brady's just different in, in the uh, playoffs. Yeah, I actually love that as well. Now that I'm looking at it, um, that, and that's a game where you have Ravens, right, plus 1,200, and they have a tough matchup week, the first week, a tougher one the second week. But the Bucks, you have an easy matchup first week, an easier matchup than the Chiefs, than, than the Ravens have the second week. That might be better value. And you have Tom Brady. I might like that value even better now that I'm really looking at it than the Ravens. Because you have, yeah, I do like that a lot. I think if the Bucks can beat the Packers, they're in the Super Bowl, in my opinion, um, with Tom Brady there. I might, I, I think I'm gonna rip that as well. I might add that to my little my list of things I'm gonna hit. I like that. Um, it's just it's it's Tom Brady in January, February. You can't not want to at least put some money on him. Yeah, you uh, feel I, like you're gonna feel like a fool if you bet against him and he goes up there and completely dominates like he's done every year of his career. Yeah. And that's the things if, if you're a, the kind of guy, better who's looking to take, because whenever you have odds that high, that's a great opportunity to, to hedge somewhere. Um, and when you have a guaranteed week one win, um, that takes you one step closer to, to the playoffs. And I think week two, I think the Packers will be a favorite, but they won't be a big favorite considering what happened last time they played. I mean, last time they played, it was, 38-10, the Packers will be maybe minus 170 or so. You could take a Packers money line that would cover you whatever you bet in the Bucks to win it all. And if the Packers win, okay, that's fine. You no no loss to you. Well, if the Bucks win, now you're in the the what the NFC Championship game against whoever it's going to be, and you can let that ride and still take your you know plus 900 plus 830 winnings home on whatever you bet. So mm-hmm. I yeah I like that. I think. It, provides good hedging opportunities down the road and it's good value for your pick. So that's a good pick. Um, Yeah. And like I said in the past, Tom Brady in his career has been in the playoffs 45% of the time of every season. Um, And so if you're going to bet 45% of the time, but you're going to take errors, he's been, he's won the Super Bowl 30% of the time. You're getting plus 10 plus 1000 odds for a 30% chance. That's very good value. Exactly. Um, But yeah, I mean, we're just both stoked to, you know, be in playoff mode. Everything's, you know, heightened, not only the stakes of the game, but the stakes for the betters as well. And that's where, and that's why we, that's why we do this. That's why we get paid by Joe's trees and and Bob's cream pies to produce something like this. So we can help you win more. I feel feel like, I feel like this, I feel like for us, it's the playoffs are reverse. Whereas this first week is our Super Bowl. And after that, it gets less and less important and less and less fun. Because this is the first week of playoffs. So you have a bunch of big matchups and a lot of ways to make money. Whereas down the road, in the Super Bowl, it's like your options are so limited. You find yourself like digging through every single tiny minuscule player prop to try and find some value when it's hard to find it. Whereas here, it's a lot more, you can, you can find a little more. I think, I think Wild Card Weekend is one of the top weekends. Because you can still put together a decent looking parlay and, and root for that, as well as, for being a fan, it's an it's I, I like this weekend much more than Super Bowl Sunday, to be honest. There's so many more games, so many more implications, and you can be like, oh well, they win if they this happens and whatever. Whereas Super Bowl, it's like I got one game to look forward to, and I gotta watch a half an hour halftime show and sit with a bunch of fucking people I don't know and I don't like and watch football with them for a stupid Super Bowl party. Whereas this I can sit on my couch with my friends or by myself and watch football and enjoy actual football. I don't want to sit next to some random dude who's watched two football games in his life doesn't even know who the team on the TV is, but he's there and he's, he's there for the chips and the dip and the, the free bug lights. Yeah, exactly. Right. This, this weekend, I am fading Phil Rivers. Super Bowl weekend, I'm fading Fergie on a minute 28 on the national anthem. Yeah, you know, yeah she fucking went way under that last year. Yeah, it was, it was very unfortunate. So yeah. I like where anyway. we're at. I like where we're at. I like where we're, we're, we're moving. Um, but yeah. Thanks for listening. Make sure to uh, check in with us. We'll have all our plays out on Twitter and Instagram uh, coming early, early, early Saturday morning. But yeah. Cards will be tweeted. 
money will be won. Happy betting. Most of all, happy football. Um, we're required by law to say this. Um, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-800-1-800. That's the gambling hotline. Uh, yeah. Or just send me your bets and I'll, with the Venmos and I'll, I'll place them for you. All right. Sounds good, everyone. Thanks for listening. Professional football in America is a special game, a unique game. Played nowhere else on earth, it is a rare game. The men who play it make it so. Hey, baby, let's go out there like a bunch of crazy dogs and have some fun. Coming now, buddy. We on our horse all day long. Let's just kick this ball all day long. Pick it up. Don't stop. Pick it up. Pro football is a mirror of early America, reflecting toughness, courage, and self-denial. There he is! Whoa! Whoa! Good job! Good job! That's what a mega play out there, buddy. Nice job. Over pirate two. Ready? 45 blast! Yes, please, please. 45 blast! Keep on playing at this level now, huh? Keep it up, baby. Keep it up. We're gonna be here all day, baby! Is this fun or what? The game is wide open, not confined. X's and O's on a blackboard are translated into imagination on the field. It can be one man rising above the obscurity of the grim, no-glory duty of special teams. It is a lineman clawing through the carnage at the scrimmage line and devouring a quarterback. Brown right, Fox 2 run on set, right? The game is perpetual motion. A swirl of flying bodies in constant collision. A two and a half hour carnival of color, sound, and action. I got a little something for There's glory in the legends of this hard muscle life, and there's poetry in each season made of sweat and strife. But now's the time to work and strain at a sport that tests the spirit and challenges the brain. Come on, come on, come on, let's go. Yeah, I'd like to have 75 degrees and sunny all the time too, but that's not football. Do you fear the force of the wind, the slash of the rain? We're gonna play a suit right in rain. Go face them and fight them. Be savage again. This doesn't light your fireman. The pilot lights out. This football team is coming into our place. We're standing in our way. This is a game of the heart. Focus and finish. A time for achievement, a time for purpose, a time for glory.